Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. And every Friday at 4 o'clock, John McClain, NFL Hall of Famer John McClain, he joins us on Sports Radio 610. John, how you doing, man? Guys, I went from baseball heaven last week at the Astro Spring Training to football heaven this week at the Combine. Quarterback interviews for today. I'm writing a column right now. Very interesting in the contrasting interview styles of all the top top prospects led by Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Set us up with that. By the way, if you didn't pick that up, John McClain is in Indianapolis uh, at the NFL uh, Combine. John, walk us through that before we get into these guys individually. Like, what are you able to see? What are you able to hear? Who are you talking to? How are you getting inside information on on uh, on how these things are are, are uh, executed? Well, the quarterbacks don't get weighed and measured till tomorrow. Everybody wants to know about Bryce Young. They think he'll be five ten and a quarter or half. He said today, "I'm in the two hundred pound." range and he's working with a nutritionist and a weight guy he was hoping to get up over 200 you know there's been guys like kyler murray was the last one everybody was so concerned about his size he was 207 510 and a quarter but he's really muscular and and bryce young has muscle he just thin he just he just almost looks frail except when he's on the field and he's very confident very humble all the top quarterbacks have met with the Texans, and they're, then they'll be brought into Houston to spend a day. Then they'll have the pro days. They'll have private workouts with the guys they like. Then they'll take them to lunch and dinner. So they'll be spending a lot of time with the guys. And But the one that, <laughs> from a media standpoint, we should hope they draft Will Levis because that guy, you talk about confident, cocky, he was. Yeah. Well, he's got a real J.P. Lossman vibe to me, if I'm saying that name right. It, it, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Let, let's talk about those guys specifically, though, John. Let's talk about one of them. Let's start with Bryce Young. You mentioned it a, a little bit there. He did address the the big the elephant in the room, the biggest question around him, which is his size. What did you think about how he addressed uh, that that particular question uh, at, at the combine? In the only way he could, you know, there's nothing he can do about it. You know, he can't, he's not going to grow overnight. And once he gets on an NFL weight program, he'll gain some muscle. Uh, all of them do. We don't even know if the, we know the accurate, the measurement Alabama listed him at six foot. He's not six foot. And they list him at 194. We don't know. He could have been 185. It's like the Texans continually list the guys on their team as what they were when they came into the league. So I can't wait. I love the measurements here because we get accuracy for the first time. And he is, if he were, let's see, if he's, if he's about five inches taller, he'd be a, a generational talent because he's got everything you want. And he was very, very impressive at the podium, talking about the game and the way he plays and what he tries to do. And uh, I think nothing bad comes if you've got Bryce Young on your team. What about what about C.J. Stroud? We've played quite a bit of his audio today. It, se- it seems like like C.J. Stroud went there on a mission telling everybody how good he is and, and, and how good he has been the last two years in, in college football. What did you make of, of C.J. Stroud's remarks and, and, and even more so his approach to his time at the po- on the podium? 
he did. I mean, these guys should do a great job. They've been prepped by their agents. They've been prepped by PR people. You know, they're ready for every question. And Stroud is very religious. You know, he, he talked, he was asked right off the bat, why do you begin every interview talking about your faith? He said, because my faith is a big reason I'm here. And then once he moved on, he he also was very confident and humble, like uh, Bryce Young. But he also told what he thought about his ability. He thought he's the best quarterback in college football the last two years. And uh, he didn't win a Heisman, didn't win a national championship like Bryce Young. And he admitted he had great receivers. And uh, But uh, he's growing on people. I'm not sure why people didn't know him as much as Young because he played at the Ohio State University and started the last two years, but it's always been Young first and Stroud second. Stroud was listed at 6'3", 215. I'm guessing that's not going to be accurate. I'm guessing he's going to be 6'2", and something. And it's amazing at this time of year that everything's about size and arm strength. And then when you succeed in the NFL, it's about accuracy, decision-making, and uh, those guys are very, very smart. And Stroud was asked about why he didn't run more because he ran more than ever against Georgia and had that incredible game. And he said because he had guys running open. He said if I had gotten on the ball and I'd have taken off, I'd never have heard the end of it. So he had a good answer for everything, as did Bryce Young. Uh, John McClain with us. It, it's interesting. Like we we kind of talked about it today. It it does feel like almost like some sort of a political race where Bryce clearly sounds like uh, the front runner. Like to me, he sounds like a guy that's a front runner. And then it feels like C.J. Stroud and Will Levis feel like they have to push the envelope and push themselves out in front. It's just really interesting. It, it's Clinton and I have talked about the difference uh, of of strategies that these two, that these three are taking. And, and Bryce does seem like to me he is acting like he is the, the clear number one guy. I'm sure he feels that way. But after the, the his pro day and private workouts and every, going in to visit with different teams when they bring in their 30 guys, it could change. Stroud could be number one. I can't imagine Will Le- Levis is going to be the number one prospect to me. He's, I, I know teams are desperate. Now, when it comes to talking, they ask him today, he said, why are you throwing? He said, because I got a cannon and I want to show it off. And everybody loved that quote. And then he said he thinks he's got a better arm than prospects who've come out. Everybody said since Josh Allen, who have had a great arm in, as well. And, uh, you know, Levis, he threw a lot of interceptions. He got sacked a lot. He didn't have a lot of talent around him. He lost his coaches, but he's one tough guy, and he can move, and he can throw. And tomorrow when those guys throw, except for Bryce Young, who's waiting for his pro day, people are going to pay a lot of attention. And the guy, to me, who stands to win the most is Anthony Richardson. I was talking today to Greg Cosell, who's the quarterback guru from NFL Films, and he said Richardson can run. He's got a great arm, but man, he didn't play enough to have all those other things you need. Like everybody's saying, Richardson, you know, he's boomer bust. And uh, if you take him, you better have a good quarterback coach, a system that fits his style, and you better have an owner who's not to, about to fire those people and bring in all new people. And Richardson came here trying to 
win friends and influence coaches, and he did a good job of it. And he's an imposing physical specimen, as is Will Levis. And uh, and so I just have no clue where he's going to be drafted because everybody says he's got a lot of work to do to bring his game up to NFL standards, beginning with accuracy. And they think, well, it can be fixed. A lot of it's his footwork, so a lot of his mechanics. One of the few quarterbacks I can remember who was not accurate in college who got better in the NFL was Josh Allen. But most coaches will tell you, if a guy's not accurate in college, it doesn't matter what you do, he's not going to be accurate in the NFL. Yeah, John, I, I mean, I, look, I look back on it. I, I think Pat Mahomes was inaccurate. I think I think Deshaun Watson had some – I can't remember if it was arm strength or accuracy issues coming out, man. I, I'm, I'm, I've been really turned off this, this year in terms of just some of the, the – the the accuracy concerns that it's obviously a concern but boy i mean it, it there there is there's one thing to just not be an accurate quarterback and we'll find out a lot tomorrow when these guys throw but but there it is highly likely that when we talk about accuracy issues a lot of it has to do with playing under new offensive systems playing with less talent around you maybe not having any experience in the uh, period across the board the first time you've been thrown into action um because we've seen a lot of guys come out that quote unquote didn't you know actually was suspect or Josh Allen it was it was a, a major talking point and they've done and just fine at the NFL it continued level. Continued his first year. Yeah, yeah, now Deshaun Watson had no accuracy issues. I mean, the guy was in two championship games throwing perfect what, passes. Was it arm strength then, John? There was something I remember they, there being a stick. And maybe it was, it was arm strength. They said it was his arm. And the last highly rated quarterback I could remember that came in the league with accuracy issues, and it's probably because of where he played in Wyoming, where I'm guessing the wind blew a lot, was Josh Allen. Anthony Richardson completed 50-something percent. He'd have been better served going back to college, and he might end up being the first overall pick. But, man, you're taking a huge chance on him, and a lot of it could be you're not going to coach him right, you're not going to have a good system. A lot of these guys who are highly rated quarterbacks, when they don't succeed in the NFL, it's not their fault. They were highly rated for a reason. It's the team they went to and the coaches they had and the system they had. And tomorrow when they throw, I don't pay jack squat attention to that when they're throwing in shorts and T-shirts with no pressure and nobody covering them. You know, you got to go back and look at the tape and see if what you think is fixable because if people aren't accurate here, something's wrong. Yeah, yeah, that, that I think that's why it's worth watching and, and caring, John. I mean, ultimately, if, like I tell you, if, if Anthony Richardson goes out there tomorrow and he's on the button, all the throws are on the button, and 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 it's it, there's no accuracy, like glaring accuracy issues, then then we need to not talk about well, it's a mechanical flaw. Well, it's it's this or that. like like clearly he has the ability to be accurate. Now it's about mentally, is he reading things fast enough, and is he seeing the the key in the right defenders? Are his guys disciplined and running routes the right depth and things of that nature? So I, I can't wait to watch these guys throw tomorrow, John. I'm, I'm jealous that you're going to be there live and in person, man. Um, what, what about you mentioned Will Levis? Will Levis is just that. I don't know if it's bravado, arrogance, confidence, whatever. Do you think that you think that plays well in in that environment with coaches and GMs? <laughs> you think Nick Casario? Let me put it like this. I remember when Tom Savage was drafted and we got him on the phone. He was a really good interview. I remember 
going to when Davis Mills, uh, before he signed, was was appearing at TriStar, and he was a real good interview. Now, they're not bragging like Will Levis. And then once Nick Casario got a hold of him, his name rang Casario number. And uh, neither one was a good interview after that. So a guy like Levis, anywhere he goes, they're going to say, hey, bud, tone it down. You need, don't need to be talking about you got the best arm to come out in years. And But that's the way he feels. He said it. Now he better show it off. He better be throwing some 70-yard bombs tomorrow because he sure set him up. He set himself up where now everybody is going to be paying attention to see how hard he throws it, how far he throws it, and is he accurate. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're going to play some of his comments uh, from earlier today. And the, the, he, he claimed to have the strong, one of the strongest arms or the most arm talent. I can't remember which one it was in, in recent history at the Combine. Will Levis has made it, he's made it must-watch TV, and it better jump off the damn screen in terms of arm, arm strength. And then C.J. Stroud talking about how – what 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 was that term he used, show about his his placement, his oh, ball placement? Oh God, what is he? Anyway, he he better be unbelievably accurate, or, or he's gonna get he's gonna get drug on social media. He's we'll a see. Ball placement, ball specialist. placement specialist. There you go. There it is. Um, John, John, real quick, man. There's a little bit of Texans news popping here. The Texans terminated Justin Britt's contract. Uh, not, this was obviously expected, but from from your perspective, what what does that mean? He wasn't playing worth a darn when he left the team last year. They need another center. John Michael Smith's Minnesota is the top center by far. There's a couple others that are looked at as third-rounders, and I don't know if they'll fill that need in free agency or they'll try to draft. I kind of got a feeling it'd be free agency, but it is a serious need. And I think Britt, uh, he was just starting because of what he did before he blew out his knee at Seattle. And uh, even if he had played all season, they'd still have a glaring need at center. Well, John, all right, man, before we let you go, tell us uh, where we where we can find you, what you got going on. I'll have a column on SportsRadio610.com on the Texans and the Combine. I've got uh, columns every day for GalleriesSports.com. Working on one right now about the uh, quarterbacks and how they pertain to the Texans. Guys, thank you very much, as always, and have a great weekend. All right, that's uh, the general, John McClain, who joins us every Friday at this time. And uh, like you said, man, he's had he's had himself a, a nice little nice little run, huh? West Palm Beach, St. Elmo's out in uh, in Indy. I'm sure that's the that's the only 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 place that I can say I've heard of in Indianapolis. John's out there making that money, and he making that money, living that life. Yeah, yeah, wearing that hat, loving it, baby. I bet the wife's had the whole crib to herself for about. Two plus weeks now. She's hated it, boy. She's missed it. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say she's enjoyed the peace and quiet. You don't think Carol? You don't think Carol is Carol? Is just she is. She's probably distraught. Uh, look, she I'm, don't know I'm gonna what, be. I'm gonna be she honest. Don't know what else to do with. I'm gonna be honest with you. She don't know what to do with her I, Johnny Bear. I, I don't think you're gonna. I don't think you're gonna live with old uh, John Mad Dog McLean for uh, for as long as she has and, and not enjoy a little time to yourself. <laughs> I think old John's been known to disappear weeks at a time for a while. When you're now. coming home, Johnny. I'll, I'll be home. You. I'll be home next Tuesday, babe. Damn, is it next Tuesday already? <laughs> All right. All right, that's John McClain. Uh you know what? I got it. I want to hear this Will Levis audio. I do. I want to hear because it's I good. read it. I want to hear how it sounds. Because that's a good thought is how is this playing uh to 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 owners, to GMs, to to coaches? How is this playing? Because you You better be good, boy. Right? You gotta you gotta sell it. Like you gotta mean it. 
uh, for that to play right. I want to hear how Will Levis said this. We'll let that audio come up. Uh, uh, we'll play that audio coming up next right here on The Drive. Sports Radio 610 presents Clint Sterner and the show. All right, welcome back into The Drive on a beautiful Friday. Um, by the way, Clint, tomorrow, big one. Travis Kelsey hosting Saturday Night Live tomorrow. I saw a. Uh, That's tomorrow. Did you see a promo? I, for it? I saw the promo on social media for it. It's pretty solid. Is Kelsey Ballerini? Is that who's on there with you? Yeah, him? yeah. So they did a little switcheroo. Hey, well, you should you should make your last name Travis, so you could be Travis Kelsey on with Kelsey Travis. The promo. Oh, yeah. nice, yeah. nice. That'll be uh, I'm I'm fired up for this one. Let me hear you say hell yeah. Uh. Concern, concern level. What do you think the bust level is for Travis here, as we're as we're in in the midst of the draft, if in in terms of him him blowing it? Oh, uh, I don't I don't think there's any chance. I think he absolutely really? crushes it. Absolutely, you think so? I think he crushes it. I think I think there's it. always a chance because that's not his normal arena. No, nah, I think he crushes, and it's live, and it ain't taped. Uh, I, I, fresh off a of Super Bowl, probably gonna have a couple pops before they get cranking. Oh, absolutely. Um, probably during it. I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I, no, I think he crushes it, man. I, I just don't think there's, there's, uh, there's some guys you worry about, man. When that camera comes on, lights come on, man, they clam up a little bit. I mean, he just, he literally just has to be himself, and it's gonna be good. That's the other thing. But he's gonna be playing different roles. Bust potential, Chris. Nah, Travis Kelsey, come on, man. Real quick, let me ask, do you do you find him inauthentic? No. Yeah, boy, we we ran into a conversation a couple of weeks back when we first <laughs> talked about him being on SNL and I mean, you know, the uh that small majority who was really vocal. Oh, he's fake. Yeah, he's fake. No way. Man. I missed Come that. On. I missed that one from him. I don't know, man. I I I I, I I'm I'm hoping you're right. I I still think there's there's a little I give him about a twenty twenty percent chance he don't mess up some lines or or screw some things up or have y'all seen his podcast? Like his him and his brother. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Let's edit it too. This thing is live, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is live. I bet you somebody gonna make him laugh. We'll see. Uh but yeah, I'm on that tomorrow. Yeah, I'm so, for you somebody who probably is you probably uh, I bet you can count on your hand how many Saturday Night Live Ooh. uh uh, I think last time I watched it was when somebody, when an athlete hosted it, and you and I were talking about it like this. So yeah. I, so I t- tried to chime when JJ Watt did it. JJ Watt. JJ Watt did it. So I ch- I tried to chime in. And I, I yeah, still, JJ's done it. Uh, Peyton's done it. I think Eli's somebody done it. Somebody said Eli's done it by himself. I'm pretty sure Eli Jeter done did it. it. I think. I think Jeter did it. Not a lot of athletes uh, have done it, and uh, and and will do it. But we'll see. Travis Kelsey coming up tomorrow, Saturday Night Live. Uh, Got to see. I wonder if he'll have uh, Kermit as a uh, special guest. <laughs> he he should. Home slide, slide. He should. Him, slide him on there. All right, uh, Will Levis. This is a uh, boy. I'm telling you, it sounds like listening to John McClain. If you were there, you really would have got. You really would have been ate up by this because he had a like. We've heard John laugh. John's got a couple of different laughs, <laughs> right? He's got a he's got one that he's being nice, and then he's got a real belly gut. Like laugh, and he he dropped two of those thinking about Will Levis's comments. But apparently, Will Levis was was asked, "Why do you want to throw at the combine?" Uh, and and uh, and this is a uh, this was his answer. 
Nah, I think um, physically, I just say my arm talent. I think I got one of the stronger arms that's come out of any draft class in recent memory. And then just who I am as a person, kind of my morals, what I stand for, my values. And I think that's been uh, the most kind of beneficial thing for me to be able to share with these coaches throughout these formal and informal interviews to just get them to know me as a person, get them to kind of understand how seriously I take every aspect of my life and just let them know how much I love ball and how I'm able to use those values and those morals to make me the best person in the locker room and on the field as possible. Not everybody goes through the, the throwing portion of the combine. Why, why did you ultimately decide you were going to go through with this? Because I got a cannon. I'm going to show it off. I got a cannon. I'm going to show it off. And he started that thing off with something. I kind of like it what, 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 oh, I, I kind of like it, I bet Bill. you I bet I kind of like it, Will. I bet you did. I don't know how accurate it is, but I kind of like it. Well, well, how how did how did he start it off? Well, what did he say? He said uh, some some of the best arm talent or arm strength in in recent in history recent, at the combine. to come out of the com- to come out of the draft in recent memory. Yeah, that's like the I, part where that like listen, you've watched Will, and when I like when you think of when you think of arm talent and the arms, Clint, give me give me throw out the fives that are in the league that have gone through this. The 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 best arms, the arms that you can think. Of. Let's just think Ooh. of the last. I mean, Josh Allen Josh. obviously is one of them. Pat Pat Mahomes is is another one. These are recent um, memories. The, oh, they're yeah. definitely recent. Recent memories, yeah. Uh, um, golly, man, I'm 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 blanking on all the guys last year. None of those were were Herbert really turned you on. Herbert has got a, a Herbert's got a, got a big arm, yeah. no question about it. Um. Burrow does not. I mean, I, I, it's 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 good, but it's not it's not necessarily great. Um, on NFL front, Trevor, yeah. Trevor's good. Not like look, you know, I'm, I'm talking about in terms of the NFL, Insane, like guys yeah. that can get to the NFL and go. I got a. I, I'm gonna tell all y'all, I got a cannon. Like um, there's a lot of dudes can say it in college. Like there's very few that can say it at the at the NFL level. Um, those three really jump out. A sneaky one, Lamar. The arm talent with Lamar, I think, is 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 sneaky. It's a lot better than people give him credit for. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, he, yeah. Those guys, those guys have impressive arms. You know, just just throws that no one else can make yeah. on the run when you think you got him down. Aaron uh, Rodgers, obviously. Yeah, he, that's he, free. Obviously, yeah, he's a lot. He's not as recent. But, but it's, do you do you oh, compare, oh, you're about recent? Yeah. Okay, do you gotcha, compare? Like when you see Will Levis, do you compare no. his arm on that? No, I, I, that I, I, I'll be honest with you, and and that's why I said is it accurate. I, I, I love. The- I've watched. I've watched a, a, a lot of Kentucky, uh, and I don't. I don't recall walking away from a Kentucky game going, "Good God, I ain't seen an arm strength, arm talent like that in in recent history." No, I I, I have not. Now there's there are. When you watch it, like if you watch the game through the eye of like, like from a quarterback perspective, like what's difficult to pull off, not just how far he threw it or like how hard he threw it. There are moments where you go, yeah, that dude's got a big league arm. I mean, not not like I got a cannon, I'm gonna show it off, but like, yeah, that dude's got one of the best arms in college football. Like he, he'll he slid to his left in one and kind of anchored his feet almost directly at the sideline and and just. Just, I mean, just literally, just redirected his shoulders and just a quick rip of the football through a fifteen to twenty yard curl route in, in its tight window, and you're like, Whew, "That's that's pretty." But that's a combination of like strength and arm talent, and 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 just like twitch in his like you. I don't know. I, I just I've never watched Will and been like, "Yeah, this dude's gonna stand on the podium at the combine and he's gonna and he's gonna beat his chest about having." the strongest arm in recent history, and he's got a cannon. He's going to show it off tomorrow. Like, I, I never – we'll see tomorrow because we'll, we'll, tomorrow they're in they're in sweats. 
and and he'll be throwing next to but other. You, you've watched him. At, you've watched him at Kentucky yeah. the last couple of years. Like, I, and I've watched him too. I'm not going to sit here and say I've watched a lot of uh, Kentucky uh, Stoops Kentucky yeah. football, but the games I've watched him, I it, I didn't jump out unless maybe I just he just didn't get chances to do it. I didn't jump out and think like, good God, what a throw! And I've watched his highlight stuff too. I didn't think like, yeah, what, that was yeah. Like look, I, I mean, I look at Anthony Richardson. And I'm wondering, does he have? Does he have a better arm than Anthony Richardson? No, I, I would say it's not and even close. Like I, I watch Anthony Rich. Like you just put the highlights on. You you watch Anthony Richardson highlights and you see throws consistently that blow your mind. And he is under control and he's doing it effortlessly. I don't think he's in the same league as Anthony Richardson. Again, I, I may be wrong. We'll watch it. We'll watch tomorrow and find out. Um, but I, I just I've watched quite a bit of Will Levis. Just watching the game. Not talking about go back and evaluate and like just solely watch him. I've watched a lot of college football games that included Will Levis, and I I never walked away with, boy, this dude needs to be thrown around with like Josh Josh Allen type of arm strength. Boy, this dude's gonna walk around at the NFL Combine and beat his chest. Like I I, I never walked away with that. We'll see. We'll see what it looks like tomorrow. I'll tell you, he's ready to go. I yeah. Guess. I, but I, I look. I, cannon, I, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. I, like I'm not. I, I saw somebody do this the other day too. I don't remember who it was. It wasn't Will, but we've seen him do it in the past. The take the knee on the 50 yard line and throw it through the uprights. Like that doesn't do anything for me. Like I, I don't. I mean, just because you can. I, I played with a safety, Kenoy Kennedy. A lot of people know him. Played in the league uh, for several years. He could throw the ball 80 plus yards in the air probably today if he if he if if I threw a ball to him today. I mean, he could throw it eight. So that that, that just really doesn't. Like you just got sheer arm strength to throw the ball a long distance. That that doesn't do a whole lot for me. Within the confines of playing the position the right way, technically, mechanically sound, it's it's what looks effortless. Like what can you do effortlessly? That's that is what you want to look at. Not not a, a guy, you know, like the like like uh, what's my man Zach Zach Wilson, you know his he whole a, his he whole has a cannon, yeah. But but show his whole deal is like. In, in a in in sweats, he's gonna roll to his left, torque his body up, and throw it back across the, you know, back across the field, fifty five yards or sixty. Like, yeah, that's that is sheer arm strength, but it tells me absolutely nothing about his ability to play quarterback. Absolutely nothing. Like, I would rather like if you're evaluating quarterbacks, like I want to see you do several things. But if we're talking about arm strength, right? I want to see you in a phone booth, take a short stride. A compact stroke with a a and a uh, I say at the very least a mid mid level release point if not a high release point and and I want to see the ball jump out of your hand and I want to see it stick in his chin right I, I want you to do like make that throw and keep turning the volume up until you start losing your accuracy and that's where you live that's who you are right give me five throws start the first one just about. 75%. The next one, give me 85. Next one, give me 95. All right, these next two, let's push the envelope a little bit. Let's push the limits a little bit. And the minute you show me where you le- start to lose your accuracy, and that's who you are in terms of effortless power with accuracy. That's who, not how far a guy can throw it or if he can roll left and throw it back right. That that's, that's, doesn't tell me much. Spe- speaking of quarterbacks, wait till you hear what your head coach, D'Amico Ryans, had to say about a. Uh... A specific quarterback 
that is one of the most polarizing guys in the NFL. We'll uh, we'll let you hear what he had to say coming up next. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Ooh, fellas, I almost did it. Almost slipped up and got a coffee. Well, you just kind of, what'd you do? Just stumble back here by habit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, almost slipped up. You know, I did, gave up the uh, gave up the caffeine for Lent, especially those energy drinks. Fighting through it, baby. Well, I mean, that, that's good. You had a you had a weak moment and you fought through it. What'd you do? Did you go with water instead? I just kept walking. You just kept I walking. Hadn't even real, refilled up. Don't lie. You yeah. went back here looking for them burgers, didn't you? No, I didn't know they had burgers back there until you said it. I carried my you big ass back there expecting there. there to be just a... a, a, just a like, oh, I thought there was no, going to be a gone, spread. Man. There wasn't nothing but smash two... smash burgers? Yes, I thought that... that but look, I get, back, oh. I get back there and there ain't nothing but two big empty cardboard boxes with signs and, and, and smell... Smell, smell good. Huh? I, look, there's a piece of paper on the floor with grease all over it, too. I just was like, oh, man, y'all did it. Y'all just... Somebody set this up to tease me. Ooh, we... They tease you. Tease all two fifty of me. Yeah. I, like, I, I, by the way, I'm, I'm about, I'm about sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I just knew you were gonna do that. Come on, so man. Mister Cal. Um, I'm about sick and tired of, of uh, like all the food coming when we ain't here. <laughs> when we're gone, like what? What I mean, you what know, you know, you know, fo- oh, folks eat, email. folks eat dinner too. Folks eat burgers for dinner too. Y'all do know that, right? That email sent out at uh. 10 something, 10 50 10 something. 41. 41. There you go. Yeah. By the time we by the time we we get uh, good and hungry, or we really see that the deal is is like I don't know it's there until I get here. So I've already bought food or already eaten. So it's usually okay, I gotta hit them leftovers if somebody leaves that kitchen dirty towards mm-hmm. the end of the show. I mean, somebody's gonna bring some fresh for some fresh food up here. Yeah, and, and I need mean, some they, fresh five, six, five, five thirty-ish. Just what you say, yeah, because yeah, because we get to it, it's it's cold. Yeah, I they mean, had that brisket back there that one day that was cold. I thought about, I thought about, I almost grabbed a piece of that that brisket and sausage back there day two. <laughs> some somebody didn't clean that kitchen up. It was no, you can't do that. I'm just, I know I did not, but I did. About I, it. I was there's Don't, you can't even think about it. No, I did. I'm just telling you, there there are Your there, stomach ain't you know how it is, man. When you ain't when you get to when you get to a point, you like you, you know in the morning you try to try to do somewhat right. You don't just get up. I, I don't just get up and eat you know uh, biscuits and uh, and gravy. I mean, I get up and try to be somewhat healthy. Get us a little salad on the way in when I'm downstairs. Hell, by about by about right now. It's a, that boy, if that smash burger was here right now, oh, I wouldn't even think about it. I wouldn't even feel bad about it. That uh that salad I ate, yeah, it done burnt through me. Yeah, I know. I mean, right about now, some food or some uh, something warm over there. You get a lot of push on this air on these airways. Now I ain't gonna lie to you. Lot. <laughs> yeah, just have somebody. I mean, I don't know. Right Whatever now. side of that box said, boy, you be getting some love right now. All Houston would know about you. I don't care what it is. <laughs> I don't care what it is. Where it came from. Hey, boy, I tell you what. What is this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheese nips. The more cheese nips. I hate learning. Hey, cheese nips. Everybody get out there and get them a bag of cheese nips now. But right now, boy. Something warm, boy. I'll tell you, boy, they had some. Oh, boy, I could think of a few things. Some chips and dip back there, boy. I'm telling you. I can't. <laughs> so right now, I'll tell you. All right, uh, D'Amico Ryans. All right, um, he, he spoke about a quarterback that could or could not be in play. He's going to be a free agent. You know him. He knows him. Hell, everybody in the organization, seemingly, that's important has worked with him. That's Jimmy G. 
Who drafted him? Who helped draft him in New England out of the NFL? Nicky C. Nick Hatch, your general manager. Who coached him for the last six years in San Francisco? D'Amico Ryan. Yeah. Who was his passing game coordinator last year? Bobby Slow. Yeah. Hell, even the quarterback coach did a little a little stint in San Francisco there early you go. and worked with him in Gerard Johnson. Gerard Johnson. Or as Brandon said uh, the other day, hell, Gerard's worked with everybody. Yeah. God knows everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He uh, kept, he kept. There's gonna be a there's gonna be good, a good twenty five to thirty percent of the quarterbacks in the NFL that Gerard's probably personally worked with via Elite Eleven at some degree, yeah, and probably. the and the three teams he's been with leading up to because uh, what was it Minnesota, Minnesota Indianapolis, Indy, yep. and San Francisco. Yep, yep. And so he was definitely there when when uh, when Jimmy Golly, was there. Four years, four teams for Gerard. About it, man. Now he's got a QB coach job. That's track. It's three it years, three teams, and he got the QB job yep. on year four. Yep. All right, this was uh this was D'Amico talking about um his memories and feelings about Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, in twenty seventeen, uh and it was a, a rough year there. We started I think 0 and nine that year. And you saw when we acquired Jimmy and towards the end of the year you saw a quarterback came in and we won five straight games to end the season because you know, we added a very talented guy at the quarterback position. So it just teaches you that when you do have a, a bonafide quarterback it helps you win games helps you be successful well there ain't no doubt about that i mean d'amico's got that bonafide very talented quarterback thing down it changes the game and allows you spoke highly of him yeah yeah look and and i i uh you know a guy that takes you to the super bowl guy that that uh that helps you win a lot of football games i mean i I don't know that anybody has won at the clip jimmy garoppolo has won at in the last two three years i mean it's been impressive um and, and you know look at i i i am at a point and I've come a long way with Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I like I I I would be I'd be disappointed if the Texans don't at least strongly consider Jimmy Garoppolo. If the Texans don't pursue Jimmy Garoppolo, I I would be I'd be somewhat put off by it. If I'm being completely, wow, I'd, you I'd be have disappointed. come a long way. Yeah, yeah. No, I, look, I I just think when the, the situation has changed, like I I I wanted nothing to do with Jimmy Garoppolo over the last two years with Tim Kelly and Pep Hamilton, and and the only common bond, the only common thread with Jimmy Garoppolo was Nick Casario. I didn't want nothing to do with it. Now you look, you fast forward to 2023, and you've got D'Amico Ryans, who is very familiar with with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and has seen him have success. you got Bobby Slowick, who is in the building as a passing game coordinator. you got to believe there's some kind of chemistry. you got to believe there's potentially a really, really close, tight-knit relationship with him and, and Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I just I said Gerard Johnson. You mentioned Jimmy Garoppolo was in San Francisco when when Gerard Johnson was out there. So there's 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 ties there as well. Um, I, I look at this and 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 it's it's twofold for me. Number one, I can get down. I, I can get excited. I'm being honest. I can get excited about Jimmy Garoppolo as the Texans transition bridge, um, kind of you know, quarterback while the young guy's in waiting, I can get behind Jimmy Garoppolo being that guy. Come in here, you see the game, you know, I'm, I'm speaking best case scenario, I don't know this, but you see the game through you, through the same lens that our offensive coordinator sees it. You're an extension of of the coach, the coaching staff on the field with an offense that you know like the back of your hand. You talk about transitioning our current offensive players uh, from from one offense to the other, you fast track that sucker when you got a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo in here. Um, I could really get behind Jimmy Garoppolo again. My fear, my fear in hearing D'Amico speak right there when you start throwing around very talented and uh, 
what, what was the what was the other bona fide bona fide quarterback? Now I think you're you're looking at Jimmy Garoppolo as a long term. You out on that solution? I'm out on that. Like like I I don't want I don't want the Texans. I hope the Texans don't pass on Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud or any of these guys this year because Jimmy Garoppolo is their long-term answer. I don't want the Texans show to, to, to pass on pursuing maybe Caleb Williams next year because Jimmy Garoppolo's the dude for the next four or five. I don't want the Texans to tie up a lot of, 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 of salary cap over the next four or five in a quarterback named Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I, look, I, there's something that the San Francisco 49ers literally had their foot on her, on his back and were kicking him out the door for a guy they've never seen play the game, for a guy that didn't play the last year before they drafted him, for a guy that the little bit that he did play really struggled with the 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 little things, the timing, the processing at a high level, knowing where to go with the football immediately, the things that make the offense go. They were willing to sacrifice all of that and kick Jimmy Garoppolo to the curb. There's something there that we don't know about other than just his well, inability to make well, it. I think well, we know about it. But, but I think no, it's I, the inability that I don't think he can make enough plays. But, but I, I, dis- I think, I think that, that is, like, that's easy for us to consume and go, yeah, we saw him miss two or three throws in, in big moments, and, and, and Kyle's tired of that. But and, and may, it's one thing for Kyle to go, okay, I got me this young dude that I think can make those throws. But it's another thing for Kyle to kick the dude out of the, you know, he's under contract. I mean, he's under contract, and you got your foot in the middle of his back kicking him out. He's ready to turn like, it over to like, him. Like you, you, you'll never be able to convince me that 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 was it. Was, it was the two or three throw, or however many ten, whatever it was, throws that he missed. There, there's got show if that guy, if Jimmy Garoppolo was leading that locker room, if he was that dude. If he was, if he was the man in that locker room, the way you think a guy that wins as much as Jimmy did, if he was the the team would be, I mean, just sideways with you trying to kick out their guy. They they wouldn't care that he didn't make this throw or that throw. Like like as much as that dude won, like they there's something else there. And and anyway, I don't know what that is. I, I just to me, I'm scared of the long term commitment from Nick and D'Amico, yeah, not the short term. I don't at this know. Point. I don't well, I don't know that they I think they are I would hope that their thought is, hey, we can really turn this thing around winning wise going from because three wins to seven wins is a that's a heck of a step yep. for this group, and we can do that while we're while we're still trying to find our quarterback, and we may even still draft him. I think mean, somebody somebody smart once said, "Never uh, uh, pass up for show for some more." No, nah, no, nah, just oh. never. You know, never. You know, if you got a girlfriend, man, you don't just you don't just quit looking for the wife because you got a girlfriend. Oh, I've never heard that one. You, you, you keep looking for the wife. Even the, the girlfriend shouldn't stop you from looking for a wife. How do you know I, she's not it? You know. You know. So you know the girlfriend that turns it that you feel like has wife capabilities, and then you know the girlfriend that ain't. Jimmy's a girlfriend that ain't. And you you know, you could kick it with him, but that ain't gonna stop you from trying to find a wife. And I and I hope they don't I hope they attack it that way. And they're not looking at it like, nah, this is it. We're gonna we gonna try to turn side this. side piece, not girlfriend. We're gonna try to turn this. No, I mean, I feel, I, and I'm gonna give. You I'm gonna can't give, be. You're you're you're. I'm I mean, give, you're a dirtbag. 
I'm going to give him Are a you look. a dirtbag? No, I'm going to give him. I know you're not now. you got a family. But were you a dirtbag? No. I got never. a I got a girlfriend, but I'm going to keep out here on these streets oh, hunting something on. else. Listen, you ain't. But you had never had a girlfriend where you're like, this ain't going. Well, now this you. Ain't gonna work. Well, you, you can question my. Uh, this ain't going to work. Oh, yeah, and, and I usually told him, hey, this ain't going to work. I still kicked it. Okay, you still hung on a little bit. Everybody, everybody oh, listening right now is yeah, dated somebody. But you don't continue to call him your girlfriend. Yeah, but no. Yeah. My side piece. Yeah, exactly. Not that, no. I don't know. Not all. They don't always just move. Oh, they'll, to they'll, they'll slide Maybe, through. Like, I think. I think you with them. You with them until you get to a point, and then there may be a time where you're like, all right, I'm ready to. I'm ready to find that wife and roll. I mean, you gotta just just turn him a side piece, just a piece of ass. I mean, I think you, I think you just, I think you just, you got a little dirt bag, man. You got a little dirt bag. I don't think I'm going. I'm just glad Courtney saved you, man. Ah, well, of course, she did save me. She saved her. How long was she your girlfriend? Forever. <laughs> Forever. Everybody got one. The NIS is talking one. about these Coors Light. <laughs> Everybody got one. Everybody got one. Coming up, five o'clock fire. We'll tell you what happened with the Astros today. They won today, but the pitching was was off, and um, and we got a we got an NFL quarterback who is at crazy talk. I guess I guess if you don't ask, you won't know the answer. Well, I would imagine he's gonna know the answer. We'll uh, we'll discuss that coming up.